Are we all there? Are we all there? If you are there, shout glory. Glory. Limited. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. You'll be reading with me, so. Are we there now? Are we there now? Alright, so let's read one, two, let's go. I can hear you, I can hear you. Come on. One, two, let's go. Do what? Oh, come on, be with me. Do what? 
Now, all right. So, if the Bible is yours or you are using an e-Bible, make sure you underline to become, to become. And let's also put down there to do. Can we check? Can we check on that So he said that to them that believe in him, to them he gave them the power or the authority to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to get certain things clear. He came to his own, he died for everyone, but not everyone became the the sons of God. Or not not everyone has the power to become the sons of God. Are you with me? Or are you with me, somebody? So, as I was saying the other thing that Though the blood of Jesus was slain for everyone to be saved, for the whole mankind to be saved, it doesn't automatically work that because the blood of Jesus was slain for everyone, because Christ was slain for everyone, automatically mankind is saved. I said that right. The mankind is not automatically saved because the blood of Jesus has been shed for us. Because even Satan believed in God. And why is he not saved? And I explained to you why Satan is not saved, even though he believes in God. So the fact that the blood of Jesus has been smeared for other than that automatically we are saved, but it must be an acceptance that Christ Jesus came to die for us. He resurrected for our sake. And then we confess him. Are you with me? So he said he came to his own by his own receiver, you know, but as me. So the one that received him and confessed him, then he gave them the power or the authority to become. Alright, we'll deal with the become. Now, as much as the Holy Spirit is with you forever, you read the Bible, right? The Holy Spirit is, is with you forever. Other verses tell you that even to the end of the age, the Holy Spirit is with you forever. In other words, it doesn't matter the number of sins you commit, the Holy Spirit will be with you. Go and still, the Holy Spirit is still with you. Go and fornicate, the Holy Spirit is still with you. Go and lie, the Holy Spirit is still with you. Now, I'm not advocating for sin, but I will get to where I'm going to. Now, because at first I couldn't say this in front of you, but now you guys are growing by your word, so I can say certain things. Hallelujah! Amen. You know, you give people milk at the particular stage of their life, and you give them both at the particular stage of their life, so that you guys are getting to the stage of both, breaking bones. They are getting to the stage of calcium. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. So now you can do whatever you want to do, but the Holy Spirit will remain with you forever. See, the Holy Spirit is with me forever. But let's see what the book of First Thessalonians, chapter five, the verse uh, seventeen to nineteen says. First Thessalonians, we are reading together. So, chapter five, verse seventeen to nineteen. Are you there? If you are there, shout glory! Glory! All right. So one, two. Let's go. Said, be unceasing in prayer. Pray fervently. Verse eighteen says what? No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. Verse 19 says what? Do not quench, suppress, subdue the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So as much as the Holy Spirit is with us forever, the verse 19 makes us understand that do not quench. Other versions say do not subdue. Or suppress the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can deal with you forever, but your sins suppresses His works in your life. Your un- unrepentance or unforgiveness or your inability to repent makes the, whole, the works of the Holy Spirit to be quenched in your life. 
it subdues the work of the Holy Spirit. So even though the Holy Spirit is with you, no matter whatever you do, the Holy Spirit will still be with you. But you will not see the maximum operation of the Holy Spirit in you because you are quenching the Spirit. Are you with me? Yes. And how are we able to quench the Spirit? Sin. And sin leads to prayerlessness. And yet the first, um, um, how do you call it? The first, um, you see, verse 17 says that pray without ceasing. And, said, and thank God in everything, for this is the will of God. So in other words, one is able to, uh, not to quench the Holy Spirit by prayer. In other words, if you pray, the Holy Spirit is not quenched in you. So the less you pray, the less operation of the Holy Spirit you have in your life. In other words, if the Holy Spirit is supposed to operate in your life at 100% as He's supposed to, um, your sins, your unrepentance, your, your, your prayerlessness, your indiscipline, your laziness makes Him probably operate at 40% in your life. So He's in your life, and yet you will see His operation in one person's life higher, and His operation in another person's life higher and lower. Are you with me? So you will see two men of God standing. One will have to say, hey, surround this one, let's pray. And they will pray for about 20 minutes before that demon will come out. And you will see another pastor also. He will not even lay hands, not even make anyone gather. He will just say, come out. And the, people, the demon will just come out. Are you here? This brings me to the point of people who say they don't eat pig. But when the pigs enter into the sea, the fishes eat them. Yeah. So why are you eating fish? That is by the way. <laughs> that is by the way. <laughs> Okay, now let's go on with our, our study here. Now, so the, the Spirit of God is not quenched when we pray. But the moment we become prayerless, that moment, the Holy Spirit and His works are quenched in our life. So, if you're not seeing the, the manifestations of the Spirit of God in your life and things are delayed and things are slow, you must begin to ask the kind of relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. And what really is quenching is operation in our life. Are you here? Now, the Holy Spirit is the priority of God. Because God wants the Holy Spirit to help us. You know, in everyday life, when you have uh, a baby, a baby will need earthly parents or siblings who help him or her go through the stages of life, right? So each one of us have parents. Who tell us that don't eat this, eat this? When are you going to put your hands in fire? They hit your hands. Don't touch the fire. You, you are, you are. How do you call it? Inquisitive. You, you don't know what fire it is. You are in town. You just want to just. You've seen fire. You want to put your hands on the fire. You've seen TV. You want to crawl and go to the TV and go and spot the TV. But it costs a lot. So your parents or your siblings will tell you, don't touch this, don't touch this. Are you with me? So your parents need to be your guide in life in the stages of life. Now the Holy Spirit has also been given to us by God to be the guide of our life in the stages of our lives, physically and spiritually. And that's why the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I'm getting somewhere. Now in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the verse 27, let's read. That let us make man in our image. And in our likeness. But then they subdue. Yeah. Are you there? Now one, two, let's go. I can't hear you. Mm -hmm. So now wait. That was that he created man in his own image. And in his likeness. 
in his image, he created them was male and female. So the image of God, God is both male and female. If, uh, in case you are asking for the sex of God, the gender of God, scripture the image of God is both male and female. <laughs> are you here? Those of you asking for the gender of God. So it is not surprising that we have people who have two sexual organs. Okay, I'll get there, but not right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. One day I'll, t- I'll touch on the topic why people do transgender, homosexual stuff, lesbian stuff, and why people have, there are people who are currently living, they are outdoors who have two um, sex organs. Are you with me? Okay. <laughs> Alright, but my teaching here is about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is the priority of God. Now, Bible says that we are made in the image of God. And then in his words, in his words, now the image of God, we all come to understand that the image of God is the spirit of God in us. So it's not about our physical complexion. I've talked about that before. Yeah. And it's not about our physical complexion, but it's about the spirit man in us. So we all look the same. As a matter of fact, we are all of the same age. Even you are the same age with your parents. But the fact that your parents were, were brought onto earth first. And that's what separates. So your parents are older than you with your earthly body, but not with your spirit. As a matter of fact, the children coming are older than the spirit. Because they have spent time with God and they are matured in the spirit that we are. And that's how come you find yourself finding kids and now they are able to do so many things that in your time you don't have knowledge about. Are you here? So the kids coming are more mature than we are. They are more intelligent than we are. I, I saw um, um, a video going viral and they said a kid went for a mass squeeze. I think Nigeria was so kind of with the kid, I don't know. And the kid went and he was asked, she was answering the question. And they said that the father said the kid is moving too slow. He doesn't like that. The kid was answering all the question, and uh, uh, more than this, square this, by this. And the kid was answering. But the father said, nah, the kid is moving too slow. And the moderator of the quiz said that. Okay, you come to the show, the father. <laughs> I think that's what you want to know. Okay, so when the father came to the prison, he was asked the question. He said, skip, skip. <laughs> skip, skip. Then when he was asked, he said, ah, he said, ah, ah. <laughs> okay, uh, how? He said, how? Yeah. So you get to understand that kids in their age, they are learning so many things and they are quite, their brains are quite open than ours. And our brains are quite open than our elderly people. That's why you can even look at people in parliament and they are making certain decisions. You go like, are these people supposed to be our leaders? Because you don't understand. Somewhere, somewhere else you might also get there and your children will be like, is that my father? <laughs> okay. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us in the stages of life. And in this stage of life, I will say that we are made in the image of God, which we already have. But in the likeness is the issue. Because how then do we become like God? This is our complexion. And it's never about our complexion. It's never about the fact that um, Robin is looking fair and Robin is looking dark or chocolate. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not about that. But we are making light the fact that we may become like the sons of God. We become like God. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So how do we become like God? How do we have the likeness of God? The likeness of God is given to us all. We are being helped to become like God through the Holy Spirit. How? Let's read the book of Psalm 139. 
verse 14. I want to teach you something you've never taken notice of. Because all times that we have been told that we are making a likeness of God, and then um, David tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you quickly go to ugliness and beauty. You attribute the fearfully made to ugliness, and you attribute the wonderfully made to beauty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about that notion. Alright, let's go. One, two, let's go. For I am what? Carefully and wonderfully made. For I am what? Carefully and wonderfully made. This is one person talking about that he is fearfully and wonderfully made. How can he be ugly and beautiful at the same time? Are you with me? If you look at the face of uh, the Ghanaian actor, now slash musician, called Lewin. That guy, in quote, is ugly. But is he fearful? Is he fearful? He's funny actually, but not fearful. So then will we say that ugliness means fearfulness? So why then will we attribute the fact that we are fearfully made and it means that someone is and people have preached messages and they attribute their fearfully made to ugly. I think probably I've also done that mistake before. And our scripture is not entirely talking about the complexion of man, but it is talking about something very vulnerable that we have no knowledge about until now. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go into the book of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18, the last verse. Deuteronomy chapter 18, the last verse. Deuteronomy chapter 18, the last verse. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 18, the last verse. That's the verse 22, right? Are we there? Now, I'm saying that what Bible was talking about, the fact that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He was never talking about our complexion being ugly or hunter. He was talking about something very different. Now let's read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, the verse 22. What does he say? One, two, let's go. One of prophets speaking to the name. That thing which the Lord has not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. That prophet you will do what? Has spoken presumptuously. Okay, so he says that there is a prophet that speaks presumptly, and there is another prophet that speaks the word of God. And when this prophet speaks and it comes to pass, he you shall be afraid of. But there is another prophet that speaks and it doesn't come to pass, that one you will not be afraid of. In other words, the power of prophecy is not in its accuracy, but it's in its fulfillment. Now again, he said that there is a man you should fear, and there is another man you should not fear. So all men are not equal. All men of God are not equal. There are men you can touch, and there are men you cannot touch. There are men of God you can touch, and there are men of God you cannot touch. Because he said that the one that you should be afraid of is not the one that is muscular in size, but the one that speaks and happens. So you shall be what? Afraid of that person, right? Yeah. And being afraid is what? Fear. In other words, when Bible was talking about the fact that you are fearfully named, it simply meant that when you speak, it comes to pass. 
Hallelujah. Now, someone who can be coming by now. So, it has nothing to do with ugliness, but it has everything to do with your likeness as God. That God is fearful. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. So, there is a fear we have for God. Because he speaks and it comes to pass. Now, let's say this. Uh, Mr. J, okay. Now, if I should start with Mr. J right now, and we should say we are fighting, physical fight, you understand? Probably, you know, I go home with some bruise and maybe some thorn mark and all that. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Because inside, he is, you understand? You will feel like be Yeah. But, there is a fear Minister J has for me outside his eyes. And this fear he has for me is not because I am much more muscular than he is. It's not because I am much more handsome or intelligent than he is, but because when I speak, it comes to pass. Even for the name Bishop, it is about the fact that there are bishops who are not being afraid. People are afraid of bishop. There are some bishops you can touch. Okay, so the reason why he has a particular fear for me is not because of my size. But because when I speak, it happens. So then age is not a factor. Complexion is not a factor anymore. But what is a factor is when he speaks, does it come to pass? And this is what makes you fearful. So when Bible was that you are fearfully made in God, it means that you were made with an ability to be able to speak and it comes to pass. That will make you fearful. So say I am fearfully made. Yeah, some of you were not able to acknowledge the fact that you were fearfully made because you were. Scripture was explained to you wrongly that fearfully made simply means you are ugly. And I gave you an example that Liu Wei in Ghana is, is ugly, but he's not fearful. He's funny. How is that possible? So how then can we say that we are then we are made in the image of God in the likeness of God? And then we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then fearfully means ugliness. It doesn't mean ugliness. It actually means you are able to speak and it comes to pass. Say when I speak, it comes to pass. So the Holy Spirit is to help us become like God. To become that to to the become is there. So there's you are child of God, but there are stages you have to enter into. So that's the becoming. That's the stage the Holy Spirit has to help you enter. So there is a day you can speak and it happens one minute. But there are days where you speak and one week, one year is not happening. Mr. Jay was sharing with me again that he sowed a seed for a life of someone to be changed. He sowed a seed here last week, but, uh, last year, sorry, that a person's life should be changed by the June, July, the person's life should be changed. And it never happened last year. Uh, and he was asking several questions, but he realized that this year, July, the person's life is changing. Mm. The person was mentally ill, but suddenly the person is changing in July. But I said he so. But what I'm trying to say is that he, he was expecting a miracle to happen last year. June, July. But it didn't happen last year, June, July. It's not happening this year. Why? Because there is a stage he has got into. And there is a stage he will get to where it will take a year for it to happen. It will take just a minute. How are you with me at all? Yeah. Yeah. There are men of God, alright, who come and pastors and tell them that they have um, GPA issues. They have GPA, they have Result issues, we have to pray for them. We should remember them in prayer so that their results can increase. But they are also men of God. They are also men of God. But even at the stage of their fearfulness, there is a problem. But they've not gotten to a place where they have to get to. 
So in our Christian work, they have stages. So we can't be equal. All men are not equal. Some are fearful and some are not fearful. Which one are you? Fearful. Are you sure you are fearful? Mm. Or you will be crying? <laughs> so anytime there is a problem that faces you, you must begin to ask yourself, should I cry? Or I'm fearful. If I'm fearful, there was no need to cry, there was a need to speak. Mm. Because when I speak, it responds. Mm. In the book of Joshua chapter 3, Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. When you carry the Holy Spirit, it helps you become like God. He helps you speak, and then it happens. He helps you create things like God begins to create it. He makes you create it like God is creating. So he makes you become. Alright. Joshua 3, 14 to 17. Are you there? Can I have only one person read? If you are there, just read for me, please. Louder, please. Uh-huh. So the people set out from their tent to go and cross over Jordan. Uh -huh. Jordan is the river. Alright. Uh -huh. So the people who are priests who are bearing the Ark of the Covenant. The Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant is um, an element of God. Let's assume the Ark of the Covenant is the Holy Spirit at that moment. Alright? Okay. Because then they don't have the Holy Spirit then. Okay, move on. So listen, these people, when they had the act on them and they had come to the river Jordan, what happened? So it is not the fact that the feet of others were at the brink of the water, but the ones bearing the act. What happened? Uh huh. So even this one did not even talk. The moment the river or the sea realized that these people carry an element of God, they began being afraid and they had to part for this priest to be able to walk on dry land. Like how Moses parted the Red Sea. These people parted the Red Sea because they carried an element of God, which is the act of the covenant. So they didn't have to speak. When they stepped their foot on the water, the water began, became scared and opened up because people have to pass. There was no need for the river to block their journey. So it gave way. In other words, if you carry the Holy Spirit, there is a stage where you don't even have to speak. When you arrive, you are prepared. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the reason why the sea parted was not because they are men of God, they are prophets, they are apostles, they are bishops. But the reason why the sea parted was because they were carrying an element of God. And even then, they did not have the Holy Spirit because by then, Christ hadn't died. So they didn't have the Holy Spirit. But we have the Holy Spirit. Greater than the ark. And, you see, the ark was made by men. The ark did not come from heaven. The ark was made by men. And then God placed his spirit in the ark. Okay. Now, the Holy Spirit was made by man. The Holy Spirit is God. And we have this one not on us only. We have him with us and in us. Okay. Now, I'm not talking only the fact that when you meet problems and you speak to problems, they will move. It is, I'm talking literal to that there is a possibility, a high possibility. But you can go to a river and you stand and the river will pass. 
with God all things are possible right yes yet some of you are doubting but for those of us who have seen miracles in this ministry I don't think this will be a problem to us at all yeah. hallelujah amen hallelujah amen. so I'm teaching that this is the reason why you are fearful but you carry your Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit is helping you become become what? become fearful become like God and this fear is not for you to be able you see I lost my smartphone yesterday in Anguba or a boot's car and I called this man this man said oh you bring it I called him he said he was like ah when he said you bring it you are better coming I said ah, bring it I'll give you myself but he never mentioned money I was like, okay, so you wanted money, that's me, you didn't come. But you have said it, and I'll just pay. But I got pissed. I was like, in my mind, I was like, you know who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I gotta stop your car. Like, I gotta make your truck miserable. Like, I can't. And my, my, the Holy Spirit said, so this is what you want to use power for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why you even need to buy the book. Um, I'll be launching on the 2nd of August. Uh, God's will for you. Because it carries some aspect of the spirit of God, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because as much as you have the power of God to be able to do things, you don't go about doing things. You cause havoc, like how Moses did. Moses was promised, he was given a promise that he was going to go to the promised land. Are you with me? However, God told him to the first time to use the rod against the rock, and water gushed out. That was the brother that came. There was no pipe connection to the rock, but water gushed out. Secondly, God told him to speak to the rock. But out of anger, he used the rod to hit the rock. And still water came. You see, you can be seen and God will use you for miracles. You can be doing things and God will still be blessing you. That shouldn't say that your sins have no consequences. But you see what God did. After everything God allowed Moses to do with all the miracles he did, God did not allow him to enter the promised land again. He paid for it. So he did all the miracles, but he, he did not enter the promised land anymore. There was a consequence. So as much as I think I have power to do ABC, so because of me and because of small phone, I want someone to go and get accident. I want someone's job to score. Do you understand me? So I need to know as much as I have this power, it doesn't mean I should go about cursing people. It means I must watch what I say. I must be careful of what I say because my words carry power. That's why if I am a little bit bored. I make sure I'm mute. I keep quiet. Because I know when I speak. See, because you are fearfully made, it is even wrong for you to even use yourself as an example that, for example, if I'm broke, it can't you can't be able to say that word. Mm. There can't be any example you are giving. Okay, Proverbs 26. Proverbs 26. I'm closing with this, I'm declaring the week. Proverbs 26, verse 18. Proverbs 26, verse 18. Proverbs 26, verse 18. Okay. And he says that, like a madman who casts firebrands, arrows, and death, so is a man who deceives his neighbors and then says, was I not joking? So this man is deceiving his neighbor with his own words, doing things. Scamming, fraudulent, stealing, lying. Uh, how do I say this again? Other things, you see, 
people, people, people do things and they say that they were just looking. They play with you. They say, "What well, April Fool?" Do you know April Fool has killed people before? Yeah. Okay. So they do things and they say, "I was just lying. I was just joking with you." Now let's read the book of Matthew. So these are words that even men were even. So this what came to Christ and they they gave God this Christ the same scenario. Matthew chapter twelve. The verse thirty-four. Matthew twelve thirty-four. Matthew twelve thirty-four. So they came. The came to God. Wanted to test God. Wanted to test Jesus Christ. All right. And they were asking a question. Matthew twelve thirty-four. He says that you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil, wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow of the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then it goes in verse 5. That a good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things, and the evil man of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. Verse 6. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will not, men will give account for every idol. Listen, for every idol, inappropriate or inappropriate, or inoperating, the word I is inoperating, non working when they speak. Let me take it again. Verse 6. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every inoperative, non-working word they speak. Verse 7. For by your words you will be justified and acquainted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Okay. He said that for every inoperative word you speak, every non-working word you speak, every idol, every joking word you speak. Every joking word you speak, you shall be judged by that word. And people deceive and they say they were joking. No, date someone and say, Oh, I was just joking with you. I didn't want to date you. I was just saying to see if you also like me. And God said, Christ said, that ye shall be checked by every idol for every joking word. So I can never say that I am broke, even an example. Mm. There is no way I will allow myself to, uh, to to be used to act a demon character in a movie or a play. I, I, I can't accept the role of a thief in a play. <laughs> I can't accept the role of a Satan in a play. Not me. Because everywhere, because I am fearful in it. If I do mistake, it can appear in my life. <laughs> so, I, so, <laughs> so from now, you must choose your words rightly, because it is our week of speaking right. Come on. <laughs> it's our week of speaking right, because we know that if we do not speak right, because we are fearfully made, those words will come to pass. So you can't be angry and talk anyhow. You can't be joking that because you want people to feel okay, you also talk anyhow. No, no, no. I would say that behold, we become a new creature. So if you used to smoke, and now people are talking that they smoke, uh, 
Don't try to also impress them. So the way now they are used to smoke twelve sticks. Come on. <laughs> if you want to show it to now, you did. There is no need for that. There is no need. There is no need. I play this one, I play this one, I play this one. There is no need to show that you were also there before. Because what matters not where you were before, what matters where you are. And for every word you speak, you'll be judged by it. Now I don't pray for you anyhow. You tell me, I'm going to say, that's okay, you, I'll, I'll speak to you. I want to know. Because for every idle word I speak, I will be judged by it. Because if I'm praying for a seer to prosper, Am I praying because I wanted to come and give me tight? Or because I really wanted to prosper? <laughs> so if a sister tells me she's got a job and you're paying her this amount of money, and I say, Glory be to God, take that one, am I calculating the tight for I'm praising God for the miracle? For, no, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> These things are real. So some members don't like even to give me the tight card. They like to give um, their tight even without being known that they are the ones with the tight. Just in case or someone doesn't know I'm the one giving this one, so I don't want to do this job for me. But what I'm trying to say is for every word that we speak, we will be judged by it. For every I love you, I tell you, I will be judged if I love you, I tell you it's good or not. Bishop, I will be with you forever. That word, I will be judged by it. I am the meaning they will do be judged by it. No, tell you. Bishop, I can never leave you. Oh, you never show you how to go. You never look at So don't, don't tell me this. You'll be judged by it. I'm a son of Bishop. The next time you're calling yourself son of this, you'll be judged by it. Which one are you? Are you with me? Because Paul, I know. Christ, I know. Jesus, I know. What about you? Who are you? Who, with whose authority are you speaking? Are you fearfully made? Are you fearfully made? Yes. It's a question. Are you fearfully made? Yes. And you can allow the work of the Holy Spirit in your life that you will become much more fearful. You see, the way I was fearful in my secondary education, right now I'm more fearful than that. My goodness. And Tomorrow or Sunday service, when you see me, I'm more fearful next week Sunday than I am today. It's up to you. Because I am allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my life and take me to the stages of growth in life. But which stages are you allowing God to take me to? Is it the stage of Father, you, you grow today and the next moment, after we finish fasting now, then you go to him, you go and mess up. Father, I'm sorry, restore me. <laughs> when you move again, you go and fast again. Then I say, see. Which thing? Are you moving backwards or are you moving forward? I used to have a cousin who goes to school and then they keep repeating her. And I was sitting there where my auntie was asking, Oh, no, the school, they make me very yellow in Congo. It means that you, it means you, are you going to the school forward, forward, or backwards, backwards? So she, she, like, every time she goes, she's every time there's a terminal report for 10 deaths, she wants to promote them. They repeat here. <laughs> are you going forward or are you going backwards? Because we are all going to school forward forward. So ask yourself this question. Are you going to school forward forward or are you going to school backwards backwards? Which one are you doing? Which one are you doing? So in life, in the stage of you, you being fearful, 
Are you being fearful forward, forward, or are you being fearful backwards, backwards? Mm. I'm asking you. Fearful forward, forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So it's our way of speaking right. And never forget that you are fearfully made by God. Mm. Accept that identity. And allow the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit make you become much more fearful. Amen. 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 Um, we'd like to close though, but before we close, are there any testimonies from the water you used on Sunday, or maybe within the week, the blood of Jesus you used, sorry? Are there any testimonies? I was hearing main testimonies that Mr. J even was discussing this morning with me yesterday. Something quite significant and insignificant. To you. He says he started, he has been looking for a very long time. He even accused the brother of the target. <laughs> but when he used that, the blood of Christ that particular day, mm. the water would turn into the blood of Jesus. When he went, mm. they saw the charger on a chair that he has been cleaning for some time now. <laughs> and there has been no charger on the chair. And again, he stated that. The brother whom he also suspects of taking the children, the brother hasn't been at home for a week now. So it's quite upset or it's, it's, it's out of the world for him to see the charger on his chair. And he said other things, hallelujah. And even a dream that was even confirming him going into making a very critical decision that will break his destiny. And God revealed to him in a dream. And he told me, he thought the dream meant something. But when I explained, he now understood and then he did the right things. Hallelujah. Amen. But what about you? Some of you are thinking, what dream did I have now? <laughs> what did I mean for? Some of you, when things have been declared, you don't know how to express them. So you just go through life like I'm going through life like any normal person. You can't go through life like any normal person. You must be very expectant. And then any testimonies, so you don't want to share on the pulpit. You want to do one on one. Take up your seats. Take up your seats. Hallelujah. Take up your seats. Don't press. The power will press up for us. Take up your seats.